Hey guys, we're back from Daytona with all kinds of things that happened. We're going to talk about our experiences and things that went on in the track. But at the end of the day, we're just here for the speed. All right, guys. So you guys went and uh, had fun at the track, I see. Uh, you came back alive, so that's always, uh, always a, a good plus. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a long 11 days. <laughs> yeah. Was it? I guess it was a good time, though. It was a great time. I mean, there's nothing like Speed Weeks, man. It's just from the time you get there to the time you leave. I mean, it, <clears throat> it was funny leaving yesterday um, or last night was kind of like the last night. And, you know, everybody's kind of bummed that they're leaving, you know, even after 11 days of partying, hanging out and watching racing. Everybody was still sad to see each other go. So it's cool to build those relationships and, and have a great time. Yeah. Matt, what'd you think? What was, I thought it was awesome, man. I think a lot of the experiences that they put on for the fans, I mean, it, it's not just a Thursday through Sunday kind of feel. I mean, we were there for 10 days straight and there was constantly stuff going on, midway stuff, stuff across the street. So I think just all in all with that stuff all together, it just makes it, go by faster, which kind of relates to what Jake was saying. Just you're kind of sad to see everyone go home and leave because it's like you'll wake up the next day and like half the campers are already gone. And it's like, oh, this is sad. What's kind of crazy is you brought up uh, all the experiences outside the track and stuff. We didn't even do everything. No, I don't you see how you, you could. We were there for that whole time and you can't you can't even do everything. No. I mean, you. I mean, I, don't, I mean, you'd have to be running to try to do everything. It's just so much. And then uh, you guys didn't go to the fan zone for the 500 on Sunday, nope. yesterday, but we did. And it was packed. I mean, concert. You could look at the 500 uh, winning car from last year. Uh, you know, they have all the cars on the grid. It's just so, there's literally so much to do. It's so incredible. It's, it's overwhelming, but in all the yeah. best ways. That's what I was going to say. It's almost a little overwhelming on, you know, uh, uh, 500 day because there's just so much, so many people. It's It's insane. Yeah, it, it truly is. Yeah. So I should say we kind of skipped intros. So, by the way, I'm DJ with here for the speed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just keep rolling with it. Uh, yeah, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. Yeah, that's it. Uh, normally, we have Jeff here with us. Uh, he's uh, busy with some family stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, well, uh, just the three of us. today. Just the three. Yep. Just the three I th- of I personally, I think he was tired. I don't think he wanted to admit it. But I think he was tired. <laughs> yeah, we, might, we might have a little right. more out. Listen, man, there's when you're at Daytona, like the one thing that I remember like in the couple times I've been to Daytona though is just how big that track is. Like it you really don't understand. If you've only seen it on TV, you do not understand how big this track is. We understand clearly. Oh, I'm sure we, you do. We camp oh, wow. in turn one, but we hang out. All the fun people to hang out with are in turn three, and that's a really long walk. <laughs> and we're yeah, too cheap to pay for joyrides, so we, we <laughs> which, walked it every day. Which, if you don't know what joyriding money. is, that's the track service that basically they have a bunch of golf carts that take you around. You can pay them a little bit, like if you a little tip or something, and take them around. A little tip, man. Well, yeah, it used to be a little tip. Now, now they want that coin. Uh, well, they figured out that they they yeah, can make they, the coin. They make it. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they got away with it. So I will yeah. tell you though, hey, my watch was really proud of me this week. I'm sure. I set all kind of walking records and. Just all kind of activity records. <laughs> records. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. So I mean, it was a good. Uh, I will say that watching it from home was a fun race to watch. Um, the I will say we'll kind of get into like talking about this and everything more. But the thing that amazed me was I expected that there was going to be a little more single file, you know, kind of riding around waiting, and that didn't happen. Like no, they were all. two by two almost the entire the, race, almost the whole race. Yeah. 
like they'd that blew maybe my mind. Like a five to seven car stretch, and then they'd reel it right back in. Yeah, yeah. So, I, we were listening to Chase Elliott most of stage one, and they were talking about how interesting it was. One lane would start to surge ahead and could only get no more than seven cars, and eventually it would come back. Yeah, you know, and it, they you would slip you back. Yeah, it was. It was. It was definitely not quite what I expected. Uh, that being said, I thought it was a great race. Uh, it was, I mean, the end of the race, man, talk about a nail biter. And I was, I was shaking, and I don't even re- didn't even really have I a driver was happy in the hunt. Recky Spinhouse, man, I thought you did a great <laughs> job there at the end. You know, hey, you know, he 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 manages to stumble across one. You know, I'm time. sorry, Ricky Stenhouse. My my apologies, <laughs> but he he got it. I'm proud of him. Good yeah. for him, man. I mean, I, I would say like. You, you, he's known for being really aggressive, but he's always up there all the time. Always. And, and that's just what the plate races. They're not the days of old when Earnhardt Sr. or even Dale Jr. used to win them all, you know, with like a bunch of just – the aero package was just different then. So now you have to be a little more aggressive. And you, Denny Hamlin's aggressive. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse is an aggressive guy. Uh, Brad Keselowski, and they're always there. They're always there, and they're mm-hmm. always the guys that seem to be getting most of these super speedway wins. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the other races that were at the track. So you so there's a lot of different races that happen at this track, right? Like you have oh, the yeah. duels, you have the Xfinity, you have the truck races, the Arca series. So let's kind of talk on all those real quick. Yeah, you want to start with the duels? That was let's, the yeah, say, let's start with the duels first. So what did you guys think? How was it watching the duels there? The like duels, how did- the duels were, <clears throat> excuse me, the duels were super predictable. I mean, I was telling Lewis who went with us. He's never been there. Um, if the first one is tame, the second one is way more exciting or vice versa. If, the, if there's a big wreck in the first race, the second one gets super tame. So that kind of fit the mold. Exactly. Uh, Chevy really screwed up the, uh, strategy in the first one. They obviously yep. fixed that in the second one. We were way more competitive. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, I mean, it's just, they, I don't know what they, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. They, they really screwed up. Um, nobody was. I feel like it would have probably been okay, but they just weren't in line coming off of pit road. You know what I mean? So you saw when all the Fords up. and everybody else came down, they were real tight leaving pit road. So when the Chevys left pit road, they were all spread out. Two of them had Wasn't speeding there, penalties. I, I think, think there was, uh, yeah, there was, there was some pit penalties and yeah, stuff like so that. So they, they just they, they poorly executed. And I mean, you just can't go down that low, that far ahead of everybody else. Cause the guys that are still on the racetrack are still going to make really good time. So, Breakdown of communication, but they cleaned it up. How do you think the duels went as far as aggression? Like, I know we were kind of just talking about it a little bit about, oh, the first one was too much. You know, basically Kyle Busch wrecking. Do you think he was being pushed too hard by Suarez when he was hitting the wall? I think it all depends on the driver. Do you think Kyle Busch should have dipped out? I Personally, I think he should have dipped out. He knew he had a fast enough car. I think he should have dipped out after one or two yeah, bad bumps. There's single file. You're going to go all the way to the back. Yeah, but I mean, super speedway. It's it's either that or wreck your car, which obviously he wrecked his car. Which, to so, be honest, on a side note, we'll get into this later. I mean, it didn't really seem to hurt him that much. It didn't. No, they brought a really good backup piece. Yeah, I saw somewhere online because it was Austin Dillon's car. That's why I saw somewhere online. <laughs> yeah, I listened to RCR today. They actually brought one backup car. Yeah, and it was wrapped um, mostly three, but it, well, it was it was that's wrapped in the three, but it had Bush's interior. Really? So it's a mixture of both. So they so that way you only got to swap half of something, which was actually really genius. That's, I was I, like, that's super smart. That is actually yeah, so a really good idea. I saw a photo, and I, I can't say it was 100% true or not, but there was a three outlined on the side of the car. Yeah. They had to put Kyle Busch's sticker over it. So I was like, hey, man, maybe they had to do like a... Same, back, of, same backup car. 
it's just weird just how it had the three but also the eight and it's like man maybe that made an advantage you never know <laughs> man. actually it's really interesting that it did add some but i would think they would maybe add drag i don't, I don't know without being in a wind tunnel i don't really know and even if it did it would mean how much would it really i actually... mean the body tolerances are like three one thousandths of an inch well so maybe maybe yeah, i mean it's super straight yeah yeah that is, i mean what about the tape that uh joe gibbs got busted with last year Oh yeah, I mean that was less than that. Yeah, underneath what is that? Underneath the wrap, or something? Yeah, so it's possible. So, but maybe maybe there's some kind of rule that allows you to that allows you to rewrap like that in case of a backup. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So it's the second first duel is kind of you know boring. It's funny you say that because uh, they actually did say that on the broadcast. Um. It was two Fords. Yeah, Logano won the first one. Logano and Amarola. I think with it having to be boring, it just depends on who you're who's in the race. So yeah. I mean, with luck, I mean the Fords were up front. And they were running strong, and they, everybody was just going to run single file. You know, in Duel Two, you had Kyle Busch and Suarez, and them guys want to lead every lap. Yeah. So, and, and Kyle Larson, and Kyle Larson wants to win everything. So, I think Duel Two was just naturally more aggressive because you have guys that come from the mentality of they want to lead every lap on a super speedway. I think they were a lot more strategic in the duels than they have been in past years. You know, just in my opinion. Yeah, they were a lot more. Strategic. Well, I mean, like I think it was Bowman. He he pretty much backed out almost immediately because it's like that's what he does, though. Yeah, but I mean, but in his that, position, that's totally predictable. Right, so this like, gives did he me... need to? Like, that's the thing is he already had good position. That's what I'm saying. So why wouldn't he go to the back? Yeah, like, why yeah, wouldn't yeah. he back? Well, there's no reason for him to risk it. So this brings up a whole another conversation. Why, if you're winning the, if you win the qualification, you know, you win the poll. Why are you still in the duels? Should they even be in the duels? Depends. Some people want to be. Uh, okay, fair enough. Kyle Some Larson people want to be. Third. But if so you know your car is that you, solid, do you would the teams want to risk it? You, you got to give the teams an option you know? where they can opt out of it, opt out of the race because you already if got you position. The, if, yeah, because they would. Ma- now that would make a better product, but the thing is, is but then again, now you're saying, okay, fair? well, this car is not running an extra sixty laps like all the other cars in the field because yeah. it no, won the you gotta, pole. You got to be equal across the board. But yeah, then if I you win, that's... then if you win the duel, you still don't get pole position. You get what third and fourth? Yeah, but you get ten points. You do get ten points. That's true. That's I mean, true. ten points are a lot. But I mean, I mean, how many of the? I feel. How many I feel of like the things last better. year came down to cutoffs, and it was one. Two points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even before cutoffs, just even where you may place in the regular season, how many bonus points you pick up from that. I was thinking so maybe if you, win, if you win the poll, like you still win the poll, you get the trophy, you get all that, but then you have to also fight for your position in the duel. You're going to start up front. Now you have to earn your place up front. I, I think that I, might make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of like the it tradition would. because it, it depends. It, it gives variety to qualifying that you want to come and do you set up to race good or do you come and do you try to go for the pole? You know, like, I mean, the Hendrick cars and the duels did not drive very good because they were set up for the pole, except for Chase Elliott, who, who drove pretty good in his duel. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I, I like the varying strategy. The only thing I wish for, I wish they would do a practice session before qualifying to let everybody really dial it in. Um, and a practice session before the duel. So literally the first practice session would just be single car runs, and you can really have a real good competition of everyone giving their best effort um, at the pole. Make it that make that more prestigious, 
and then give you another practice session. Don't impound the cars and let everybody go race for real in the duels. And that, that'll get rid because what happens to the duels, half the cars are trying to go for a good qualifying position, so they, they drive bad. So that's why I think you see a lot of the single file. You know, you have a bunch of cars that don't drive very well. I, I think I, I just think it would still be more entertaining. Like, hey, you win the pole. All right, cool. You're starting first on the duel. Now keep your spot. You know, if someone if someone wins the duel, you know, if someone wins the duel, now they took. Yeah, but then first. You, I think I think you just water it down. Really, I think it would elevate it. Just do a pill drop. Yeah, I was saying, at that point, qualifying becomes point? almost. You, still get, the, the, you yeah. still get the trophy. You still get the the pole. You still get all that. And now, if you hey bring back the clash, to where only pole winners. Yeah, but get you're to go. not. But you're not the pole of the Daytona 500. You're the pole of Duel One. I don't know, man. I don't know. To I'm me, just that saying, just doesn't mean that much. I think it, I think it would make. I think it would. I add think to a better... sponsor, it means way more to get a pole for the Daytona 500. I I agree. I think, but the I think one thing we're also skipping over is the fact that I think so much of the 500 is tradition, is about tradition and heritage and everything. What they haven't stripped away. Yeah, well, true, but I mean, I, there what's left, I think, is still not even speed weeks; it's speed days. Which is funny because they even still Went call from it speed weeks to speed week to speed days. They still, still call it. They still call it speed weeks too. That's what's I mean, funny. I think they do out of tradition because you have Volusia's running a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Volusia, you, got, you have the uh, New Smyrna, which we did go to a New Smyrna. Yeah, the we Rolex, about it. If you count the Rolex, that's this, kind this of something. Three weeks before, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's still in the same vein as a bunch of racing happening up. on yeah. in the Daytona Beach area within 50 miles. Yeah. yeah. You know, we did go. Actually, you, you talked about what races we went to before we even yeah. went yeah. to the duels on Saturday night. We went to Volusia and saw a killer modified race uh, and actually met one of our one of our favorite people uh, and one of our inspirations to start the podcast. Man, we get to meet Freddie Kraft. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Got to talk to him for a few minutes. Really nice guy. They had a rough night. <laughs> they didn't they didn't run very good. They got wrecked out with. Yeah couple dozen laps to go or whatever but new smyrna is great i heard they're actually going to repave new smyrna that could be interesting yeah like this year more banking probably i Mini don't Bristol. see them doing a reshaping <laughs> i mean yeah. short tracks don't get that kind of money um probably but a new not. surface would, could be really good i just noticed like they didn't have any air titans there for when it rained on what was it monday or friday night yeah they had to use what was it a um they used an airboat airboat you but see that man, they had a no. real they pulled an airboat with a truck <laughs> They had a really nice pace car running around there. So I don't know if they own the pace car or if it was just wrapped for them, but. Oh, no, no. That's the pace car that's always there. That's always the pace. Okay. So. No, but so <laughs> maybe, the Wheelin. Maybe was, we need to invest in just one airtight. It something. was the Wheelin uh, modified tour. And so with that being a NASCAR series, they brought uh, Air Titans and they brought a couple of the track dryers from oh, uh, okay. Daytona. Yeah. The track, it rained. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, but they got the track dried and they ran the race. It was, it was a phenomenal race. The modifieds are insane. Right. So let's let's move on to the, the, some other races. So Arca, so our boy Frankie. Back it up. Friday. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I've, I got I want to get to Arca. I want to talk about Frankie. <laughs> race, man. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the truck race. I'm not okay. happy. Not well. happy about the truck race. No, that that freaking pissed me off. Truck race was rough. The the racing was great, minus the misting. The misting was so terrible. And you could tell in the beginning they were they were just caution flag happy because of what happened in August. Like yeah. there's no doubt. Yeah. They weren't gonna take any chances. Which I'm okay with to a certain extent, but it was like, should we just red flag this and call it like let's just do this tomorrow? Out of yeah. the seventy nine laps ran, thirty nine of them were green. <sighs> That's yeah. brutal. 
And that's that's rough. You and know see, what it felt like? It felt like an eye racing race. It was rough. Where you, it, where, where everybody the calls eye racing, eye pacing. On the that's last, what it felt like. On the last twenty laps, when after it officially stopped misting, they called the race at like eleven ten. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was listening to the official radio channel, uh, the NASCAR channel, and pretty much they called the race because they were gonna have to work on the back stretch again. The rest of the track was dry. They didn't want to do it. Yeah, yeah, that uh, sucked. It was it was rough, and it was one thing they were talking about on the broadcast. Even was how you know, in on the backstretch, you know, it might be fine, but it's raining over in turn one, and it's not anywhere else because it never of rain. And it, it's no, because of well, it heavily that's what, missed it. That's, that's what, what they were calling it. I will say on the broadcast, it did look like a light rain because they, but they definitely it, lost the track once for yeah, sure. But, but the way they phrase and the way they they highlighted it was you were looking at the lights against a black sky. Yeah. So of You're course gonna it's it. going to look like rain at that no, it point. Was super but yeah, thick. there was a ton of moisture. I mean, they had to. They had to throw the yellows when they did. They had to throw the reds when they did. No, no, no harm, no foul. They tried really hard. It's just, it's just, it's a tough thing to swallow because we walk out of the parking lot and it's dry. It's, there's no more mist and the wind is blowing really hard. And by the time we had made it to the parking lot from the stands uh, on our way back to the tunnel, the parking lot was dry already because of the wind. Yeah. yeah. It already pulled the moisture out of the parking lot. So I think. Not to mention there's also things called air titans. I, I don't think they were even going to need the air titans. But I'm saying that they yeah. still have uh, probably so another I think, 10 minutes I think within or so, 15 minutes, they could have restarted that yeah, race. they could have restarted it easily. So the, the only thing I heard that kind of made sense to me was uh, somebody had said that the truck garages had opened at 8 o'clock. And I think it was almost 11 at that point. Well, they were done. So they may have just been tired. I, I kind of get it. But at the same time, like, I mean, it was, a, it was the biggest truck race crowd in 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a huge crowd. Man. I've never seen that many people. I, I've been going to. Daytona 500 since 2011 and truck races since 2015. And that was easily the biggest truck race crowd I've ever seen. And that race was, man, with no big wrecks or anything, there was still so many good uh, cars or trucks. I mean, it was going to be phenomenal. Hey, I was still happy with Zane Smith winning. I always root for Zane Smith. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I like, I like him as a driver. So I'm, I'm cool with him winning. I just wish he finish the race but i'm still well, cool with this one what sucks is you see it devolves into on twitter like everybody's saying it's a mickey mouse win yeah they're, they're win. picking I mean, on that him sucks. for that something happens, that's totally that out of his every control time there's a rain Bubble out. got it justin haley got it yeah. when control, he won daytona after rain amarola and walking around with the umbrella was kind of funny though oh dude he's he's like <laughs> he it's the... raining harder than i've ever seen it rain here i was like oh my <laughs> god as a fan in the stands i was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> that's insane so yeah, yeah he, was, so, he was the only guy on pit road with an umbrella you can look at all the pit road and there's one guy holding an umbrella i'm like there he is <laughs> it was super so, funny yeah so i mean but i mean you know it's one of those things that when do you call it and this is where you know it's one of those things how do you call that race and how do you know for sure it's going to stay so, dry this is kind of what i was trying to lead into i want to say our last podcast was about the new rain tires yeah. When do you call it? Yeah. You know, before it was, oh, it's raining. It's going to be bad. We can't get the track well, you drive. You can't even use rain tires here. Right, right. No, no. I understand Daytona. You can't ruse it. But like in another situation, say at a smaller track where they have that option, like when are they? Calling the track is going to be totally different in those scenarios for sure. Yeah. When, when is it going to be acceptable? And I, based off of what I heard, I mean, we're totally getting off on a tangent here, but 
I mean, they're going to talk about the, tr there's going to be no standing water on the track. So I'm like, you're going to run 20 laps, dry the track up and everybody's going to be dying for slicks. Yep. yep. Yeah. If that, yeah. I think maybe 10. I mean, you may, you, you may, just, you may just ride it out and then not pit. I don't know, man. I, I, I want it to rain in Phoenix. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> it's not going to, I don't think, but uh, that would be super interesting. Yeah. All right. So move on to the next race. Arca. All right. What'd you guys think of Arca from the stands? Matt. Um, I thought Arca was actually a really good race. I thought it was one of the better races. I granted they had a lot of caution still, but from what we could see in the stands and how we watched it, I thought everyone played pretty nicely. You know? Um, few cars racked out, few cars caught on fire. That's natural at Daytona. Um, but no, ideally, I mean I liked the Arca race. Obviously, I was we were most of us were rooting for um Frankie. Frankie. Nunez, so I thought it was a good race. I liked it. Yeah. Jake. Um, so a couple things off the rip. Um, it was the biggest arc field in a while. It was a full field. They even sent a couple cars home and the field was by far the most competitive ARCA field I think I've ever seen. And I mean, like I said, I've only been going to ARCA races for probably 10 years and it was by far one of the best. I mean, it was super good. Two, three wide racing. A lot of the time it was wild, man. It was, it was super entertaining. Yeah. Um, I listened to Natalie Decker a little bit. I listened to a few of the drivers a little bit, but I mainly listened to Frankie Muniz and dude, his energy, his excitement to be there was intoxicating. Dude, he, and he, he honestly so did fun. really good. I thought we did fantastic considering yeah. this is, this was his first like super speedway. I believe his first Arca race, first Arca first super speed. He's I mean, only run like yeah. local short track and he, as far as I'm concerned, he was hanging in with those guys. Plenty fine. Yeah. For, yeah, especially for a first very time. Very limited practice, not many laps. Yeah, it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, now is he going to be the next Cup driver? No, I don't think. I mean, one, I think he's too old, you know, to get to that level. Um, by the time he gets the experience and everything, but like, dude, I could see him being a truck driver, like driving yeah. the trucks. He, his his excitement on the radio makes me think this guy is going to give one hundred percent effort, yeah. no matter what it takes to to climb the ladder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I don't know if he'll ever make it to Cup. Um, but man, he's super fun to listen to. I mean, there was at one point it was like, it was before he wrecked and he was in pretty good position and I told him how many laps to go and where he was at. I mean, he just comes over the radio, just let's go win this race. And he's like yelling and screaming. Like he's so, he was so hyped to be there. That's awesome. See, that's, it was super but that's cool, the kind man. of people and personalities that NASCAR needs other than just Chase Elliott and being in an interview and being like, yeah, man, we ran a good race. Yeah. It's like, like the excitement's gone. Like we, we like, I like, I like Chase, but like. He is one of the worst interviewees, I think, in the, the cup hard. garage. But what's funny, though, is when he kind of lets it slide a little Dude, bit. Dude, it's like great. When he got wrecked by Kyle Busch and that whole Harvick thing. It's People great. love it. They're obsessed with it. Or when him and Denny got into it in Martinsville. Yes. Like, uh, Dude, the him and the Kyle Busch thing bit, where, man, he, where he goes up literally on the track and just stands there and flips him the bird as he drives by. Like, double bird. Was it a double? Was it a dude? No, oh, I think one. it was I only one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But dude, like, still, it's just hilarious. Like, why don't we get more uh, drivers' personalities? We need that. We need your Noah Gregson with the biggest freaking Wendy's hat I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that was hilarious, <laughs> dude. I've, so, oh, we'll get to that later. But anyway, yeah, I mean, just like we need these personalities. So having someone like Frankie Muniz and Arca, I, I I will watch Arca, but I'm not like a big like. Oh, I gotta make sure I'm free for the like. If I've got something going on, like I'll miss it. Like it's it's the Arca series. But dude, with Frankie in there, I'm like, dude, I might I'm, actually I'm like the schedule that he's racing, which he's racing all of the east or the west. I can't remember. 
he's racing a full season in, okay. in one of the Arca series. I'll be, I'll be watching probably yeah. every race. And just because of that, and I think that's a good thing for any of the sports. So, yeah, I think that was good. The race itself, I thought, was pretty good. You know, I, I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't anything super There's special. a lot of single car spins that gave us a lot of caution laps, but the racing was phenomenal yeah. the whole time. Yeah, for sure. It was hot. That's uh, for sure. I, I was really, it was an underdog winner, big time. I don't even know much about this guy. But just from what I saw race. on social media, dude, his his everybody was like, race. "This is wild! This means so much!" I, I mean, like everybody was so hyped for him. So I mean, that's super cool, man. Yeah, no, that was super awesome. Like it literally, like watching his interview at the end, his post race, not even his post race. It was the well, when he got out of the car. Yeah, dude, like I mean, that was awesome to watch it and stuff like that. Um, okay, moving on to that one. Now we get the Xfinity series. So it's funny we took so Lewis went with us, and he's only right. ever been to a Cup race in Atlanta. Right. right, so his uh, he went to an Xfinity race in uh in August as well, um, and missed the Cup race in August due to rain and it being postponed the next day. But he so he saw the ARCA, the Cups on Thursday for the duels, and then the truck drivers on Thursday or Friday, and then he saw the Xfinity guys on Saturday night, and he was he was like it's blown away. You can see the progression, and by the time you get to Xfinity, like these dudes are ballers, man. They're yeah. they're bad to the freaking bone. Oh okay. yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, have, something that, they have something to prove too. Hard. They're trying, they're trying to get a job. Yeah. Like oh, they're yeah. trying to move up the cup. So I'm there and they got they the want, talent. They want to win at Daytona, man. Yeah. I, I thought that race was phenomenal. So good. I mean, they had to call the caution there at the end. It just is what it is. Um, you know, you get a car going upside down, you got to call caution. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you want, that was, that was wild because I don't know how it was for you guys at the track, but we even watching it live the amount of time that passed while NASCAR was trying to figure out, you know, who, who was oh, the winner. Super hard. Dude. Nobody like, could did, tell. You, did you guys see the, the did you guys see the video, the picture that they yeah. used? Dude, it's, it's nuts. It's now, super close. Something. I don't know if you guys heard that. What they were saying, I think it was the 19. I think it was the, what was the other car that was with um, Austin Hill? The it was 20, 20. The 20 was actually went below the double yellow. Yeah, but I feel I, like they were saying, I believe that they looks like he was forced or not yeah. forced, but because of the wreck, avoiding the wreck. And it, it all kind of happened at once. I mean, you could almost say the seven pushed him down there. Well, the yeah. seven came down and he reacted down. So they didn't make contact. So was it forced? Was it not? Um, because that was something they were talking about on know. the broadcast was they were like, if that's the case, then it's very obvious that Austin Hill should be the winner. So. That means NASCAR is fully in agreement that he was okay to be down there if they were taking that long to dis- oh, yeah. to decide. Yeah. So that was kind of well, something I think kind of interesting. What you're seeing there too is they're, they're going to get a top five lineup. At the yeah. same time they're doing that, they're typically getting at least top three, top couple. And there was those they two. Line up, they got to line up TV interviews too. Yeah, so they got to get true. you your winner and let the TV know who they're interviewing. So you'll see them give the. Over the radio, they'll say this is the winner. This is second, third, fourth. Like they're calling. So they out. might have. It might have actually taken longer because they're right behind Austin Hill and the twenty. I don't remember who was driving the twenty. Um, right behind them, I think was three cars that were like really right. close. John Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John yeah. Hunter. I wanted. Man, he was really good. Yeah. So I mean, that was that was one heck of an ending. Um. So I thought that yeah, that was a great race. Did you see Sam Mayer's tweet? No. Dude, this was so freaking funny. So you know the whole thing with the foot with the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, the script, the script. Like, it's just been something that's been yeah. trending and popping up a lot. So he posted a tweet after the race, said, 
you know, I asked everybody for the script all week to see what my role was. He's like, now I know why nobody told me because Sam Mayer was the one that was flipping upside down. Way to own it, bro. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, All right. So that brings us now to the cup race. Wait, can we back up real quick? No. Hold on. Yeah, it's fine. Back to his rollover. That was shockingly easy that he rolled over by himself. I mean, he, he got turned. Yeah. yeah, but then he hit the wall and got no other assistance and blew blew right over. Wasn't it Harrison Burton had that happen last year? He kind of he kind of got Almost. hit on the side a little bit. Okay, but I mean that was that was I mean that was man I don't know man you saw something similar like when Ryan Newman kind of hit on the front and turned around real fast. It's something about like if they get nose on and turn, man they flip really easy so i think there's there's definitely something that nascar's probably got to look at because we've seen it a couple times where if you get it the right way it it won't i mean uh 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 Myatt snyder's crash last year um very similar got hit but he got turned around and then kind of got it seems like when you get turned around and you get pushed then they want to flip because you, you kind of overpower the 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 flaps yeah but i think um Make the flaps I don't bigger. know, man. It seems like there's there's still a vulnerability to these cars want to flip really easy, which well, is the, exciting. But the so interesting scary thing to me is is it doesn't seem to be specific to just like Xfinity or Cup. It's all three series. It's everything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's just. I mean, you have something going sideways that's now catching a bunch of air. It turns into a sail. You know how do you yeah. how do you fix that? Like, I mean that. I mean, there's much smarter people out that work for these teams that are probably trying to figure out the exact same thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. Someone gets paid a lot of money to figure it out. Yeah, and I mean, I figure if I if it was simple as making the flaps bigger, then they probably have already looked into that. (laughs) They've probably looked into a lot crazier things than that. So I mean, I I don't don't know. know, Yeah, you're right. I don't know enough about it, but there's something, and it seems like the longer an arrow package or or a rules package goes. And these teams figure out more ways to play with things and play with the aerodynamics. It seems like it gets easier and easier. Like you saw that with the Gen 6. When they first came out with like that big spoiler and all that, there weren't that many flips. But then as that car started wrapping up, like Logano's flip. And that, I mean, there was just a bunch of them towards the end. I think they I start. If they're probably just right on the ragged edge of arrow. You know, pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries they to the to point be. that as soon as that arrow is interrupted a little bit, it just instantly everything is lighter and it just causes the flip. I think there's like a I don't know. I don't pretend to know, but I think you see the guys when they're doing their qualifying laps holding their hand up at the driver's side net. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's to keep air from going in the cab. And I've heard before they talk about they try to keep the cab of the race car, the cockpit. They want almost positive pressure. They don't. They want. They don't right. want air getting in there because that creates drag. So I think as they get smarter and they figure out ways to stop that, to where air doesn't get into the race car, I think when they turn around, it's you just have this positive pressure bubble. So when air hits the bottom of the car, it has nowhere to go, so it just pushes up. Could it be also you know maybe I mean? depending? Yeah, no, well, hold on. Sense. These wrecks that happened. Which way did Sam turn when he when he, he got turned uh, right ways into the wall? Okay, and then so, flip. So here's the thing. That's the, win- to Brian's That's the window net. The window net is on the leading side. Does that mean that that canopy, the interior, is acting like a parachute? I don't know. We got to the wind through it. Say for sure, but anyway, when they get sideways, they become vulnerable. Yeah, right. For some for some reason, it could just be because now you're an air, you're an airplane wing. Yeah, yeah. you, and you it's have a, air it's moving a steeper. underneath the car very fast. 
and you have air going around and it could just literally Your effective just pull it over. wheelbase is shorter too so it would be easier to flip yeah, it over possibly. at that point so I, I don't know they have like we said there's smarter people that can do that yeah sorry right. for still, they should have still gave them the script though they should have. Yeah, just let them know. <laughs> let them prep a little bit. Like, yeah, that's kind of rude. Like, <laughs> hey, we, we're going to flip you upside down, but, like, you're not going to know. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> All right. So, cup race. La- the big the big, uh, the big, big event. Um, leading up to it, let's talk about leading up to the event and, like, the festivities at the track. What is it like being there? Because it seems absolutely electric from what I could see. When you're there and walking around the front, it's so packed. It's so crowded. Um, but like al- almost bad, but not. I mean, like if you're there all week, you can hit the merch haulers. You can hit all the stuff. And then you're just yeah. kind of out just soaking in the environment. If you show up Sunday and you're trying to buy stuff or experience stuff, kind of sucks because the lines are really long. But if you get there in the morning, like a theme park, you can definitely you can definitely do a bunch of it and have a good time. But um, I mean, we, we left our campsite. We were out there around 11 and it was just so electric. Everybody's so excited to be there. I mean, it, this was the most excited like crowd I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, no, it was wild for sure. One thing that I did notice because we were walking around a little bit on um, my, my parents out there when they were coming on in, um, they went and got merch. The merch tents were moving fast. They were not dilly dallying. They were, they were in and out, in and out, in and out. So on, on that side, long line, but rolling long line, but man, you are moving. I like That's you good. got, you got gear in 15 minutes. Like, it wasn't than, bad at all. It's better than uh, a lot of tracks normal day. Uh, we went to we went to Talladega a few years ago, and we looked at the lines, and they were just so unbelievably long that we didn't even stop and look at the merch because it was so just. Hopefully, they figured something out for I this think they year. Figured to really, something out. But Atlanta Maybe. wasn't bad. But Atlanta didn't hold a hundred thousand either. No, Talladega was the only one I noticed that we walked by because I was going to take a look and see if I could see some like Ross Chastain gear or something like that. And the long the lines were like easily 50 to 75 people in each hauler i just think it was because they didn't have enough haulers daytona they obviously have a ton of haulers you can kind of it, go no it's the same it's the same rolling it's the same. circuit yeah i think it's the right same it's the same I, you it get, felt you like there was a lot more at daytona. Has his own, um yeah. and then you have all the hindry guys together maybe they had more people ringing out they had at least four people at each hauler see every time i've ever people. gone up to a merch hauler it's only two people ever working in there Daytona, the so five hundred was four? different. So they must, they That's must. I, I bet you they brought in more people. Yeah, but, I but mean, they, they had great merch. In all honesty, the seventy-five gear was amazing. Um, lots of cool Man, they items they added. Killed in. it on the seventy-five merch. They they really, really killed oh, it between the jackets, the jackets, polos, hats, shirts. It was all great. Yeah, like there, they, wasn't they a literally, bad, there wasn't a bad item. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. It's just what did you want I to spend, choose? I plan on buying nothing and bought way more than I've ever bought in a year. Yeah. No, for sure. And then they had the the seventy five anniversary tent, amazing. They had a the trophy out there. That, I think it was a copy of the trophy, but the trophy was out there. They had a car out oh, you're there. Oh, the interactive, the, the experience. interactive. Like you could go stage, and do you like you could do the, the pit cool. stop with the one lug nut. They had a cornhole. They had a whole bunch had, of guest speakers. Seventy five. So they actually had our our Xfinity truck and cup, and they had cars on display up on an angle. And they, on each they one, had, man, you, it had, was... you had five lug nut. Uh, pit stops. You had single lug nut tire thing. It was super cool. It was, it was really a, cool. It was so a great experience. Yeah, something they did on uh, the broadcast that was it was a cool idea. But then when I saw it, I was like, clearly they need to work on their their budget a little bit. Was they did a fake lap 
so to speak of like all the like generate like super popular generations like you had uh petty's you know Superbird, you had earnhardt's black three you had oh, gordon's really? rainbow roar it was all on. it was all it yeah, was all digital but and it was weird because they like they filmed it like it was actually the track, the track it was but it cool. was it was like imposed in there like through graphics or something like that must have done it all on iRacing and just lapped the the (laughs) camera together dude the only part that was weird was it was like i was watching i'm like hmm okay there's no shadows on the car oh nope there's the shadows picky man just enjoy it for what it is it was it was a cool because they talked about each car and like different battles that had happened through the year so i mean the the idea was super cool it's just yeah i'm picky when it comes to stuff like that but that was pretty so when it was it was kind of cool so we actually went across the street uh, hit the gas station real quick, and then uh, me and my me and my wife did. And as we're coming back across the street, that's like where we used to park always, right behind that gas right. station. So it's a little bit nostalgic for us that Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah, right there. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it's been like ten years since me and my wife went to our first five hundred together. It was like nostalgic because we've been camping and doing it differently right. for so long. To like, oh, this is cool. Like, and just man, it, it hit me and almost was getting like emotional. Like, it's how incredibly pageant and just amazing the whole thing is like just it's just overwhelming yeah uh just i mean like i said just the whole thing i mean you're there with a hundred thousand people in the stands god knows how many were in the infield and at least that many dude it was wild watching it they sold fifty thousand, but it was way more than fifty thousand people in there i'll tell you like watching it on the broadcast and seeing those the stands literally i saw one clip at one point toward the very end of the race where there was a section that had a few seats left those things were packed yeah the entire it was, race. It was that crazy because cool. i mean we met hundreds of people and i don't know if in the infield this week i don't think any of them were in the grandstand no. oh, probably not i mean there's such a small percentage where we are by far the minority that uh that camp and or that camp in the infield and go to the stands yeah you know, I mean, yeah, most people hang out, saw. hang out in the RVs and stuff like that. I think one of the coolest things about being at the RV for the race was uh, Matt Colleague was two RVs down from us, just chilling, watching the race on top of his RV. That's cool. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I didn't go over and say hi so or anything. So one thing I was going to say, you know, how they always cool. call like super yeah. speedways, like the great equalizer. Yeah. The Daytona 500 is a great equalizer of people. The amount of people we hung out with, I mean, famous iRacers, um, you know, we hung out with Moonhead for a while. Uh, we, we hung out with a bunch of people. Uh, uh, the Thunderbirds were there last night. We we're all hanging out uh, with like the pilots and everything. We we're just chilling, hanging out, having a good time. Everyone was there, man. It's it just, was really cool. It's just who are you going to run into? Like, it's at race teams. Like we're, we, we were hanging out at a spot and these, uh, you know, the, the owners of these for an Xfinity team came over for a while and hung out. Uh, I mean, it's just everybody is just there just to have a good time and just kick back. It's just super cool, man. You go anywhere else and everybody's got their agenda and got their things to do in and out. But we go there for so many days. You just it's just like a great equalizer where everybody's on the yeah. same field, just trying to have a good time and kick off the year. Awesome. So, OK, so we've talked a lot about the event itself. Now let's get to the actual race. So the race itself. OK, if you guys had to pick, let's let's kind of do this part now. Let's do the uh, most impressed. So let's do what, uh, Matt, who do you who were you most impressed by? Uh, other than the person that I think you're Bad going rat. to pick, <laughs> yeah. Who 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 was uh, your most impressed person? Who so were you impressed by? For a majority, I kind of walked into the race thinking Fords were going to be really strong. Um, and for a majority of the race, I believe they were. Uh, so probably the most impressed I had would 
be Ryan Priest. Obviously, he got into an accident and he wrecked out towards the end, but that man was up there running laps for like, he's rarely been in one of these cars so far since the new gen. Like, he's been doing a lot of smaller stuff. So that he came out and he was able to run up there with the big dogs, you know, kind of staying in the draft. Two weeks he in felt a row. comfortable. He looked comfortable. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. If yeah. you can't look yeah, because he was good at the class, He looked too. extremely comfortable in that car, which I think that's great, especially for uh, Stuart Haas Racing and for that team in general. I, th- I think, I think, yeah, for sure, Ryan Ryan Priest was my number Priest one. Priest kind of like, made me feel like most with, impressed with, the uh, with uh, SHR, I was like, man, I was really kind of getting kind of worried about them, like not having oh, much yeah. to lean on. But, man, after seeing Priest, I'm like, all right, maybe they're going to be all right. I think they'll be <laughs> all right. He's, he, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Harvick, but dude, yeah. But I I think Priest was definitely showing like, don't worry, I can I can handle I can handle this. So I think that was good. Jake, what you got? What was your most impressed? So I, I don't really have a most uh uh impressive or disappointing driver. I have a team. Um because it's because of the teamwork. So my team would definitely be RFK. Them dudes, either them or RCR. Both those teams. Agreed. Them guys stuck on each other's like glue. You know, Kyle and, and Austin Dillon, when they were together, they went together everywhere. And they never left each other. Same thing with um, with uh, with RFK guys. And then when RFK could get out and lead the pack, I mean, <sighs> nobody could build a run against them. They were no. disgustingly fast. Yep. You know, Brad is a phenomenal pusher. And and Busher had a fast piece, man. I mean, it was nothing they Brad could do. Brad was a, a, a good pusher to Mr. Busher. Hey, we, don't, <laughs> we don't lift at Daytona, right? <laughs> No, I mean yeah. that that was incredible. It was. Um yeah, I I was I would say for me my my most impressive was probably just Kyle Busch in general because the dude literally started from the rear, got up to I think it was the top 10, had a speeding penalty, gets gone back again. And then toward the end of the race is literally right back up there again. Right like there. dude, I don't know how many I don't know how many people he ended up passing through the course of yesterday's race, but it was a lot. Like a he lot. he had to have passed a lot of cars. And so I think I would, that was the, the most impressed thing was just because Kyle hasn't traditionally been the best at super speedways. Like no, he's he okay. I mean, it's Kyle Busch. Like he's still a good driver, but like to do as good as he did, man, that last caution hurt him. It did. He can't, I don't, he, I don't know that you hear he what he said won, on the radio. Ouch, man. Did you hear what he was saying on the I radio? Wish it was 98. He's like, yep. If it was 98, I would have won. Yeah, and even Austin Dillon, even like after he was out of the infield care center, was like, "Man, he's like, I was gonna push him, I was gonna push him the whole way there." He's like, "I was, I was." It was super fun. I was bouncing between them two guys those last fifteen laps. It was super entertaining to listen to. Super cool. Yeah, Yeah. I think he he gained fifteen positions within the first twenty laps. Like he was moving. Dude, he was. He He was was on a mission. And um, yeah, so I, I think that so okay. Let's let's. I got a couple of things I still want to hit on. So, what disappointing? What's disappointing people for me? Um, watching the race and how it kind of played out, I would say Ross Chastain was probably my most disappointing. He hung out in the back, he chilled. He did get a stage win. It was by like the nose of his car, but he wasn't really there for After most that, of the race. Had a total meltdown. He yeah. sped uh, on the entry to pit road, and then. Before they even caught out that speeding to pit road, um, in his pit box, he forgot to downshift to first and was still in second and stalled it. Yeah, and came out that. from first to last. I think and maybe then on he top had a little of that, bit of nerves. To even make sure he was at the back of the field. Self destruct for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, so. it is meltdown, total failure to execute right there. 
But then on the flip side, Suarez, he was doing pretty good. And so all the stuff he had happened. But, I mean, he was pretty much up front. He was running pretty well for most of the day. He was in, like, top 10 most of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say Chastain for my most disappointed, at least from what I saw on turn one. (laughs) Yeah. Jake? Yeah, so for me, same thing. It's a team thing. Uh, Penske. Uh, not anyone in particular, just, and it's not even like they did bad. They just, they just didn't perform like Pinsky does. They didn't do the Pinsky things where, where they all three roll together and are, you know, unfavoring or unfailing loyalty to one another. And, and because of that, they could never really get locked up and dominate the race like they're typically do. I think they're especially plan, in stage three. I think their plan really fell apart once Blaney got damaged because they were together. For stage one, they were Yeah, but there was a lot of times together. they were all pushing, and one of them would start pushing too hard, and they would jump out. It's like, why are you doing it? You don't have to do that. Yeah. Drag yeah. drag the lane around. Manage your gaps and drag the lane. You don't you don't have to do that. Yeah. Unless they just didn't have the speed to do it, which still then, to me, goes back to Penske not doing what Penske does. Um, which, I mean, you, you just know going into stage three, you're expecting Penske are going to be the three you have to beat. It's the way it's been for the last couple of years. Super speedways. Yeah, that's always the way it is. Uh, for me, I don't really have a specific. I uh, can't really think of anybody specifically that was disappointing. How'd you um, feel about Jimmy? Jimmy was, but I wasn't disappointed in Jimmy himself. Yeah, I was upset that, you know, what happened and he wrecked out because he was doing great. He had no he help. Was, he and Kyle were my two like people that I was like, dude, they are moving through the field. And uh, he was looking really solid. So I felt like know, he just didn't get that much help, man. No, probably not. Because, I mean, well, that's probably what it is. Uh, Jones got wrecked out early, and then Gregson just—I don't—I don't know what was up. He just wasn't really a contender all night. I feel. I, feel, I mean, day. I mean, I feel like maybe Gregson. I mean, not a lot of experience. I mean, Gregson um, finished the that. highest out of all of them at twenty-four. The other two wrecked. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, but Cody Ware beat him. Cody Ware beat a lot of people. He was pretty good at super speedways. Right? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Well, he, nah, he beat I mean, most of my face. fantasy picks. So. <laughs> But yeah. I, from what I was watching, because I was listening to Jimmy too, um, here and there, I, it just didn't seem like nobody would like if he would jump to make a move. Nobody, nobody would went with him. You know, it's different. Like if if you have say like Kyle Busch, who's fast. You know, Penske guys are fast. Denny Hamlin. If Denny Hamlin jumps out, everybody follows Denny Hamlin. Yeah. So yeah. when they would try to hang a guy and jump around him and make somebody fall through the middle. Nobody would go with Jimmy and he would he would fall back. He was the guy getting hung out a lot. That's true. You know, like they weren't they weren't giving him. I don't know if that's because his car maybe wasn't the best. Um, I didn't listen to him that much. But I mean, yeah, it, it was super frustrating that he just couldn't really get a lot of help. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I got two quick topics uh, and then we're going to move on to uh, next race preview. Uh, quick topic broadcast. The, the, now you guys that's gonna be on you because we didn't see it. Yeah, I know. I you guys didn't it. see it, but I'm gonna I talk a little bit about it. But that's about so it. watching it, it was like it was a meme or something because literally, I'm watching the race like, all right, now we're gonna go side by side, and literally the second the side by side screen pops up, huge wreck happens, turn three. Here's my question: How is it not an audible to pull you back? Okay, that's my point that I want to get to because they were side by side for. It felt like forever. I think realistically, it was probably two to three minutes. Like it that's was forever. It was several. That's like forever. Several. When several when co- it was several commercials. There's race changing. Like like a dramatic thing has just happened, and you're just gonna let it sit for three minutes. That's unacceptable. So then, okay, I'm not done. So it gets worse. So then they come back, and they're like, "Hey, caution at Daytona, you know, Mike Joy, caution at Daytona, you know, and stuff." And by this point, like 
track people already out half the cars are back at pit road yeah. like and stuff like that and he's like yeah all right we're gonna go back to a commercial and we'll be right back they go back to a commercial again for another couple minutes so within the first probably i'd say five to seven minutes of this wreck happening there was only maybe two minutes of that actually broadcasted where they were talking about it now I'm with you, Jake. Why can't they just like as soon as they see a wreck it happen, used to be. it just cuts immediately back. Oh, whoa, we had a wreck, and then and then just pause. There, it. there used to be, and then just there pause used to be. It they and used then to go back. They used to pull you out mid commercial. Yeah. yeah, you know you're gonna go back to commercial anyways because you have a wreck. You have a, you lot, have a lot of caution, caution. like a big caution. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm particularly salty about this being such a big fan of super speedways. NASCAR and NFL are totally different. NFL, you have timeouts, you have things that happen that give you time to go to commercial. Dead balls, yeah, stuff like that. Not during play, right? Yeah. And it's built into the game. NASCAR can't do that or we'd have a million cautions. We're not going to do that. Right. But they have to figure this out because the modern consumer is is appalled by this. Nobody likes this. Well, especially when you look at the, what's the biggest competition for NASCAR right now? Formula One. Yeah. What does Formula One do? Formula One, no commercials. Now, no commercial. Short, shorter races. Shorter granted, race. shorter races. But they don't have stage breaks. They don't have stage breaks. There's, there's, there's some differences, right? Of course. But the thing is, is I would trade a hundred miles on a bunch of races if it meant no commercials. I agree. I would be a lot more exciting. Texas go from five hundred to four hundred means no commercials. Shorter Texas. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, shorter Texas. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Not just because of that, but no, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you. Well, and I mean, I'm, and I'm, I will say that I am glad that they at least a try. You know, let's go side by side. Okay, at least we got to see the wreck. There have been times in the past where they go to a full commercial break, full screen commercials, and you don't even see the wreck, and they there, come back and they're if at there caution. is green flag racing. There should one thousand percent never be a full screen commercial. I agree on a super speedway. You want to say a mile and a half, another race. Even, even but like, your super speedways are your bread and butter, your big money races, your high viewership. And you know you things are going to go wrong. You go to full commercial. You know things are going to go wrong immediately. And they always try to do oh, it like to 10 be. to go before the stages. We're going to get one in real quick. And it's like, this is the most exciting part. The last 15 to 10 laps, everybody's setting up for the big moves. They yeah. could, okay, so here's, like, it, here's you something. You can't do that, man. Here's something, too. I know that like they come back. If I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when, with the choose rule, okay, they come back. They got to show the choose rule live, okay? Then they got to, you know, maybe they'll go to another quick commercial right before the break or whatever. Why don't they just film the choose choose rule happening, the choose cone? Why don't they film that and then do a longer commercial break during that initial caution? And then when they come back, hey, since you, uh, we're back now, here's what happened at the choose, and then show it then well, you have a while they're on, a, like, maybe their last lap coming to green. You have logistics there because typically – Pit road opens, leaders pit next time by lap cars pit next time by choose rule. So if you do that, you're going to miss all the pit road stuff, which you can't miss. So I don't mind a bunch of commercials in between and spread out. That's fine between all those things. But I mean, during green flag, man, there's just, there's literally no freaking way. And then even if you wrap up whatever commercials on that 10 seconds and then go back, I'm fine with that. You don't even have to cut immediately. But you have to, man, you have. So, okay. Okay. Here's an idea. There's nothing that takes you. It's ex- extraordinarily so, frustrating. So here's something that I don't think they've really thought about in. This is something that we, I, we've, I've learned a lot, like they're doing this podcast and stuff like that. Live reads. Why don't they do have Mike joy? They read do a, some. That's, that's your, 
This is the Wendy's onboard camera. Yeah, da, 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 do da, more da. of that because at least then you're still showing the race. I, I want to know like your Fox broadcast company or NBC or anybody. If it's side by side, I watch the commercials. If it's not side by side and full screen, I get up and leave the room to go get a drink, go get something else. So I'm, how are you? How is a full screen commercial more valuable? Any better. You, lose, you lose eyeballs. Maybe they get paid. Now, I'm just saying, like, what, oh, I'm sure what study are you doing that's showing you that the full... I don't know anybody that sits there and watches the full screen. You, you know, pull out your phone. You want to know everything. my opinion? It's because the people that they're getting and doing their focus groups, they're not our age. They're not our generation. Ha- they're the people right. that wa- still watch NASCAR on cable TV or and stuff like that. Whereas now, through... I'd, that's why I personally think... Like they need to sign up a deal with like Peacock, Amazon, or Somebody, something, man. dude. And then, dude, I don't Just care do what a it costs. Just a separate package. I would pay for it. Pay a NASCAR package. I would oh. pay for a NASCAR package <laughs> if it meant that, no commercial. Jumping over to the mobile app, there was it was absolutely impossible at the RV to get the Fox Sport app. Yeah, to I mean, work. that's probably an infield. It didn't matter if I had 5G ultra clear. Didn't matter if well, I used is, my own that phone. That is another as a thing. Bandwidth issue because Honestly, of the with the amount of people was, that were there, I'm sure bandwidth remember, was a problem. Remember like an Horrible. hour after the race, everything started coming back on? I'd be, so that's another but, thing. But, but side note, everybody knows, I'm going to say this, and it's harsh, but the Fox Sports app sucks. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, we watch a race, we'll stream the race to our TV, and it crashes about a half dozen times. I mean that. I mean, right in the middle of action. Like, come on. Like, th- like that stuff. If you want to grow and you want people to like your brand and want to tune in, you that is a no fly zone. You yeah, can't do that. that and the other thing too is, I think uh, they've got to do a better job of getting service at the track better. No. So this year, they fixed much better. It. Except for when there was two, three hundred thousand people there for the five hundred. Well, no. of course, it was amazing. But they okay. My so they phone, still during the five hundred, my phone worked perfectly fine. They added okay. a lot more. Yeah, no, they they killed that. They deserve all the praise. Because up until this point, under the that seats, has not like been in the, the grandstands, you could see them clear as day. Okay, it, a lot more hot spots that you could connect to. That's good. Okay, see, so that was not the case in years past so far. So no, it was not. by Thursday. Everything is worthless. Okay. It's typically how it used to be. But no, it was great. No, Daytona, listen, they fixed that real okay, quick. Okay, good. So at least it, it could months. be a little better, but it was. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but my phone before, I used to never be able to text during the 500. This year, I could scroll Twitter. I could everything. It was amazing. I could send Twitter videos. Twitter all up. I could right. send videos. I couldn't even text last year. This year, I could send videos. Yeah, that's definitely an upgrade. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's move on to the next topic because we're running long already, which big surprise is Daytona. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Rex in the car. Have you guys seen any of the videos, clips Ooh, of the Rex? From Kyle Busch on Thursday? Not so much Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle, Lars- Kyle Larson and was one I saw. I, and I think it was Jones. They saw... were pretty violent. Like, they still Man, looked violent. Look that up. I saw I Kyle Busch's. You could see it in his head. You could, oh, oh, yeah, that, when he turned sideways, you could yeah. see his head whip back. You can see it They said that's actually too. not as bad as you would think because you're seeing travel, and, and you want some travel. Because that absorbs the impact. That, that, that you're not, a, you're not a insta- or instantaneous stop. You, you have right. some travel there. You know, obviously, it hurts and it sucks, but. Well, and the, well, the one thing I'll say is it looked violent, okay? So Jones and Reddick specifically, but Reddick actually in his interview after, when he gets out of the infield care center, they're like, Reddick, how are you doing? And he's like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. So the good news is it looked violent, but Reddick at least said it granted one sample size of one that it wasn't that bad. His words. That's good. And 
if I mean, I don't remember hearing. I haven't heard anybody so far. I could be off on a few people. Haven't heard any of the drivers complaining about the hits, saying that that man these they still these cars Probably still suck. Yeah, it still sucks the wreck. Well, well I mean, I mean, too. of course. I mean, geez. I mean, <laughs> you're doing 200 miles an hour and you wrecked. <laughs> I think Bubba was getting hit from the back. He's like, yep, yeah, nope, they didn't fix it. Still well, he hurts. said that I think at the <laughs> clash. Wasn't the clash? Oh, I think it was the clash. That yeah, was yeah, one yeah, of the two. I, I didn't Which hear those impacts? I mean, yeah, the people weren't. They were oh, they God, weren't they breaking were each other over. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, of course, those are gonna uh, be the case. But and I think when you're going that fast, there's gonna be a lot more give in things because of the momentum and you know the different uh, mass you have of all the cars. So yeah, I think that was the only thing is I was like, eh, they might have fixed it, but they might not have. One thing I want to add there: the package overall, the rules package, they got to make a change a little bit. They got to tweak. What do they need what, to do? What stinks is like this: this racing isn't bad by any stretch it's pretty good but i want to see closer to what the gen 6 ended that racing was way more intense and way better uh not again not to say that this was bad this was good racing i like it but the ability to build runs and do things how the gen 6 ended is what i want so if that's a little more motor more downforce i don't know it's probably a combination of both or different or whatever that that probably takes a tremendous amount of wind tunnel time to try to figure that out but what do you what do you think uh what would you do if you could figure out i don't don't know i don't know what the fix is probably a little more motor um but then you start running the risk of the the, uh it single filing out against the outside lane so i think you probably need a little more downforce in there too to slow it back down but the downforce uh when you get behind another car helps you build a bigger run because you got more motor yeah um I don't know, man. And I feel like I feel like the Xfinity cars were running faster laps than the Cup cars. I heard that's uh, unacceptable. I heard the Cup someone cars are the, is the is the highest, most prestigious. The Cup car needs to be the fastest. I heard someone bring Come up, on. and I, I don't remember oh, who it was, sure. but somebody in the industry was saying maybe a thinner tire. That might have been Junior. I think I saw it was like maybe what try was it uh, like a week or so ago. This was before the five hundred. He was talking before about five hundred. No, no, well, he was talking about a different race, but he was saying in no, general. No, no, no. Well, he's been saying that for since they started. Well, talking I, I thought, about he, that I car. mean, that's I was an interesting idea because then that would give you a little bit less grip, a little bit less, not like a ton, just a little bit. See, but, okay, hold on. You fix the downforce and you give them more motor on short track. Sounds like they're going to do. I think you're going to fix short track racing. Mile no and problem. a half is perfect. Don't touch it. Yeah, yeah. mile and a half is really good. We'll, we'll see once the teams have figured some stuff out, but I think the simulation's so good halfway through the year. They pretty much had figured most of everything out. Yeah, the intermediates well, not, not everything, were good. But the, the big gaps have been made. Yeah. Um, the interme- the intermediates are freaking insane. Yeah, like they're so not like wild chaos, but like the racing is so rich and so comp- like it's super competitive. It's much closer. Yeah, man. But but you can still make moves. Like um, I I hope they don't fix the tire. Really, I want that tire to be weak. If you go too aggressive on the setup, you blow a tire. Well, that's kind of like that, man. That's kind of what like he it. was talking about. Was he was saying he wants a tire to wear out quicker? He's like, it's, he goes, is it what he was saying? And I mean, I don't know. Kind of hard is, because every track's different. Well, true, but yeah, I mean, every, the thing a they bunch were of different compounds. But the they, thing they he was the same compound. It's a bunch of different compounds. The thing he was talking about that was interesting was he was talking about how if you is it a problem with Goodyear because Goodyear doesn't want to be seen as a tire that wears out because at the end of the day they sell tires. So they don't want to make a tire that wears out in 20 laps. Is it maybe a marketing thing for them? I think Goodyear makes harder tires because if you make a softer tire, you risk blowout. Liability. And wrecks, right? 
I mean, when all these tires start popping, who's the first person we blame? But soft, soft tires make better racing. Yes. But I think last year was super clear because it, whoever, like, say, say, uh, you know, Trackhouse or, or Joe Gibbs, right? Joe Gibbs had tires blown out. All the Joe Gibbs cars were yeah. because it was a setup thing that they came up with. Yeah, they, and they were, went too their far. Their pressures were too low. They went too far. Whether it's too low, too much camber, whatever. I want all that. Yeah. I want them to run on the ragged edge. Uh, I do agree with Dale Jr. The tires should wear more, but I want it to still be sensitive to pushing it too far. And what Goodyear, they don't want blowouts. So they want it to be, if you want the tire not to wear so much that it pops, then you have to build a harder tire. And so really what it comes down to is, I don't know if you guys know, but in Indianapolis one year, they brought a really soft tire, wear it out good, wore it wore out fast, but it actually wore out too fast. And they could only run about 10 laps before blowing a tire. Everybody like it was, oh, that's wild. they ran like <laughs> that's... eight, they ran like eight, 12 laps and had to throw a caution because so many tires were going down. Yeah. yeah that's a problem. It was a horrible race. So Goodyear is scared to death, obviously, never to have that again. But I felt like last year, man, I felt like they nailed it. I really hope there's some changes they got to make, but I really hope they don't tweak it that much. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's. OK, so that wraps up that part. So let's look at next week. I want to go into Fontana. Potentially the last time on the two mile configuration. How do you guys feel about that, Matt? I'm not happy. You- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm not happy. I think I think it's a great track. Um, it's a big track Two what? Two miles, two miles, two miles. Yeah. very similar to Michigan shape. Yeah. So I think it's a great track, especially with the type of cards at now. Um, I think this car plays very well to that type of track. At least it did last year. Um, granted when the track first kind of came around, there was a lot of, well, it's not the greatest track, blah, blah, blah. You know, it wasn't all that good with the prior year cars, but I think the car they've made now works very well with it. It was a very exciting race last year. Yeah. So seeing them change it to a short track, one, it's adding another short track to the to the list, which I think we have a lot already. Mm-mm. You don't think so? No, we don't have nothing. Well, I mean, Phoenix is a short track. Phoenix is not a short track. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, we ended oh a short God. track. So, I, but you're giving up. The, you're giving up. Why can't we just add another track? Why can't you just build another one? That's, I don't know. You, know, you got I'll, plenty of room. I'll be there. honest. That's what I kind of wondered was why? Why do they have to replace this track? Why can't they just build well, so, another? So one? here's the thing. So it's I mean, coming. It up, it's coming up on a repay, kind of stuff, but. right? It's coming up on a repay. Right. It's gonna have to happen. But my thing is, why would why would you not? Do, why do you have to do it now? Why can't you wait for the repay? Well, that's kind of real. Yeah. Wait till you absolutely need like, to do it. It could be this year. I mean, their, their data could say this year is the year that it's gonna start coming apart, and mm-hmm. we gotta fix it. Right, which side note, we got to talk about Daytona. Something yeah. we saw right outside of camp. I'm going to bring it up, but I was like, uh, oh, we're kind of. We will. But the uh, Auto Club, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want them to change it yet because last year was so good. Now, now if they run this year, they've learned so much and the race is not as great. All right, tear it down. Let's do it. Yeah. But like, if, it's, if it's as good as this year, you can't, man. You it's can't. And then track. they're talking about using the Clash as a replacement oh, as a points race? Bro. No. no. I, don't, I don't think the Clash should not be a, a points fan. race. No. Not a fan. Now the only I did hear Dale Jr. say about the clash since we're talking about that, he had a great idea. I'm I'm so into this one thousand percent. He said they should make the clash at the Coliseum its own thing, rebranded the fight at the Coliseum, the whatever the Coliseum, make it a moving rotation thing, make it its own unique thing, and you can do it at different times of the year. It doesn't have to always be the beginning like of the just season. A purely exhibition, and bring the twenty lap pole sitter, uh, pole winners only at Daytona. Bring that back. To Daytona. Whoa. Original format. So if there's eight for, pole for the winners clash. for the year. For the clash. For the clash. Gotcha. But leave the Coliseum 
like a special event. As a rotating thing. No, I completely agree. I'm I think that's so in for that. I think that's one of the things that the NBA does really good, and even the uh, the NFL, where they move, you know, the Super Bowl, the um, the All Star Game for the NBA, they move them to different stadiums. The moves. Pro Bowl, they move them around so that way, like for example, listen, we're from Orlando. Orlando ain't seen a finals in years. Like, and it's we've only been in it twice for in the NBA. It would be awesome if they uh, rotated the finals. So that way I could go to a finals game yeah. and watch a good game instead of watching my team get destroyed. So like, I love the idea of being able to like, like there was the all-star game here when there's, you know, it, you get to see these events. Some of these small market teams, there's like teams in the NBA that pretty much never see any type of serious, you know, game. It would be awesome for like, they get to see the all-star game where all these stars come in and play. Like you get to see that. And I think that's where the clash yeah, could good really facilities do facilities too here in Orlando too. Yeah. The but I mean nice, like I think nice but my point with the clash is I think rotating it. No, I completely think that's a great idea. And but you got to go to markets Open up and the NASCAR new markets. Not in yet. And you can't you can't the price at the clash for food and stuff. You're never going to win people over with this, man. No. You're trying to draw you're not trying to draw you shouldn't be trying to draw super Super Bowl people and su- people with Super Bowl money. You're not trying to draw that. You're trying to draw regular blue collar people. People just regular go to work people, you even make it white a good collar, time. but not, you know, and, and Martinsville has $2 hot dogs and $3 beers. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like that, that's what people want. There was a, what was it? Uh, it was a baseball football stadium. I heard this last year, they switched. They went to $3 beers. They, their sales skyrocketed. Of course. Like, come on, man. Like, what do you, like, you're going to make more money. Like chill. Well, cause how many times would you, if it's like, you know, if it's a 10, $15 beer, you know, you'd be like, oh, I'll just have one. one or two, I'll have one or two. I'm done. And then you're going to, but if it's like two or three dollars, dude, everyone's going to buy get... one for me and all my buddies. Exactly. Like, yeah, man, it's just a game changer. Like, they I... gotta, NASCAR needs to make sure they appeal to that and it'll explode. So, you know, uh, what we noticed was when we were getting food down in the lower section. Oh, man. You can talk about this. I am. I am going to talk about this it's a little, a little bit. salty. It's, it's a little ah, wild. Because you're talking about food. No, listen to this. So. The regular price for like a burger and fries, no drink, was like $13 okay. on the regular ground level. Granted, we had general admission. So for the truck race, I believe, yeah. we went up to the Trioval Club. The nice black okay, and white seats up. up there. Right. Burger and fries was $6 up there. Really? Half, over than, half the less price. Less than half price. For the same meal on one level different. Now, I'm, those tickets are way more expensive, but. Yes, but at the same rate. time, like I mean, I don't Are know, you, man. Like it just—it doesn't. I don't know. It didn't sit well with me either. No, no that's that's a the little. Beer prices were all the same. No, There's say, no difference the there. The only thing I'll say about Daytona and most uh, of the the ISC track, you can bring whatever you want. That's true. Yeah, one hundred percent. Bring so, anything you wanted, so you don't have. To. I don't mind if you charge twelve bucks if, if I can bring whatever I want and, and not you give me the option to not have to do that. I'm okay. Yeah. All right. I think I brought a combined total of like. Eat so hot much dogs in and six <laughs> burgers one day. Yeah, bunch <laughs> of drinks. Yeah, I mean but that's cool, you know. So, but I just the LA thing. A new fan doesn't know that. Yeah. You can't just just bludger them with with. You can't do that. Like it's a not seventeen dollar beer. Okay, so to kind of bring this back to Fontana's race, because uh, we kind of got off a little oh, bit. Yeah. I'm so excited for it this I weekend. Know. I'm but looking forward to it I, so I, yeah, much. I was gonna say I think I it's, have never anticipated the West Swing West Coast Swing this much. Yeah, I Super think Fontana was a really good race last year, so I think it's going to be good. Just hope Larson um, doesn't. Wreck. Who do you guys? Who do you guys think, Jake? Who do you think? Uh, who are you <laughs> who picking? Knows, dude. 
I, I mean, I, don't, I, I think it'll take the whole West Coast swing to know who's going to be good. I think I think it could be just like last year where where Jones or somebody just comes out. Somebody somebody you wouldn't expect. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it'll be any – I think the big teams will still be fast, but it won't be dominant, dominated by the big three teams or four teams. Yeah. You know. I think Ford's going to be on a tear again. I don't want to say this specific team. Track, so, yeah. Kind of, I was going to say, I'm actually kind of le- – I'm kind of leaning into your camp right now, thinking RFK might be really solid. No, I mean, like, we'll they, they showed they had some they serious speed. Strong, but they were horrible at the clash. Yeah, they horrible. didn't even try. <laughs> like, well, they did, but it was bad. So I think, um, I don't know, because uh, sh- uh, the Chevys and the Toyotas have really different front bumpers. Yeah. So their downforce, their aero uh, package is a little different. Um, it's hard to say. I don't think anybody will be one manufacturer will be dominant. And if they are, NASCAR will change that real quick. But um, no, I I think uh, I don't I don't know that we'll see a clear favorite. I don't know. I think by the way, because you get a D shaped track two mile with Auto Club, and then I believe it's Las Vegas or Phoenix. It's next. I forget. But I don't it, say you, Vegas. you get you get a short track. I think it's Vegas. Quote quote Vegas. short track with Phoenix. You get a mile and a half with Las Vegas, and you get Auto Club. So it's your three main bread and butter racetracks. You know that that'll give us an idea. That you know sim simulation, aero, and motor, and those three things. I think by the time you get those three races with those factors, you'll know who's fast, who's going to be good off the start of the off the start of the year. Makes sense. So okay, so uh, yeah, that's that's Fontana. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, it surprised me last year because I never really thought about Fontana, like as far as a track. Like I just I don't know why I just never. And then I remember watching last year's race and I was like, "Oh man, it was a good race. This is a really solid Cars race. So really well for I'm it. really excited to see it. Um, I love you know the whole idea of the giant you know speed trap thing at the end oh, yeah. of the of the front stretch. You know and and uh, you know this giant sign saying you know 195, 196 and stuff. Like I love that. Just seen back in the day, dude, when they oh. ran nine hundred horsepower, the small spoiler, they're hitting corner speeds like two nineteen, two eighteen. Oh, I'm sure Ooh. it was so fast. That is I, one thing we did notice. There was about a fifteen to eighteen mile per hour difference at Daytona between qualifying versus pack runs. It was oh, kind of wild. Sure. It was a big swing in Yeah, speeds. single cars were really slow. It felt like yeah. it. only one car broke 181, right? Yeah. That was Bo- Bowman? Yeah. There was only one that got over the 181. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone else was like 196, 197 the whole time, like in the pack. Running it. Yeah. So, all right. Sounds good. Any of you guys got anything else you want to add before we we take it, take it to the next week? Turn one was falling apart at Daytona. Oh, yeah, the asphalt. So we noticed uh, after the duels. Shrek. No, duels. No, duels. It was duels. definitely duels. Um, where, the, where the racetrack goes from the straightaway banking, which is not much, a couple degrees, as it transitions to the 31 degrees. Right. Kind of like that middle. The track is falling apart. Big, big, big cracks big in the asphalt. Cracks. Really? Like, like it's shifting or tearing. Yeah. And uh, we were out there and they were filling something in it. There had to have been 20 people out there with 10 vehicles at the end of the duels just yeah. looking over worked it. Worked on it all night long. Yeah. Well, that's I had weird. to patch it all. No one said anything. There's no real no coverage over it, but we were watching it from but the then RV. What we noticed was we started noticing the trioval where you also have that mid banking. It's not yeah. all the way and it's not flat. You see a lot of the same thing. 
and you see it at all corner entries and exits where it's kind of like that middle ground banking. It was like a six foot crack. It was huge. It was, I saw a guy stick his fist in it. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. And so, they had to fix that and nobody knew pretty much anything until. No, I did they didn't mention yeah. it at all. <laughs> but so they, they patched I, I, it. I mean, that asphalt, the last time they repaid was like. Well, they last paid in 2017 or 2011, excuse me. And then the last time before that was, I mean, like in the 70s, maybe the 80s, long time. That asphalt should last like 30 years. And they got, I mean, they got that. We saw the president of Daytona out there taking a look at it. Super concerning. I wonder what's going on. But the corner is the high bank looks perfect. Yep. High banks perfect. and all the flat on the back looks so fine. We it's just that transition. Some kind of like drainage where maybe, I don't know. I don't maybe. know enough about it. I, yeah. Again, I don't. You know that. what? To be honest, just putting that out there, right where the tunnel was. Yeah, but the trial was too. And turn three and four. No, I got you. But where we were looking was right where the tunnel was. So could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's something to be. I wonder if they're gonna have to repave Daytona here. That would change things up. That would be big money. That's a big track to repave. Now it's fourteen dollar hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, they got paid for that repay. Pretty much. I feel like they made their money this week, man. There's so many people. Oh, yeah, I'm there. sure they did. All right. Awesome. So that wraps it up for us then. We will see you guys next week. Next all week. Right. Yep, Sunday right after, night. Right we'll after recording. Fontana. So all right. We'll check you guys later. We're see out. ya.